Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Beautiful people. We Just are. like the uh, that song, you know. Never heard of it. Okay. Can can I t- can before we before we start? Can we talk about how perfect of a guest I am for this episode? Because you say no one likes tennis. I just got done shooting a video ah. where I opened packs of tennis trading cards because I fucking love tennis. Amazing. It is my I, favorite sport. I love it so much. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, when we get to that, you'll have to explain to me yeah. uh, tennis. Uh, it's like, so much what, fun. What do you do? Yeah. It's uh, great. Hi, hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, hey. Welcome to a brand hey. new episode of Hype Cast. It's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I am one of your co-hosts, David Bell. Uh, Tom is dead? Tom is me now this week. I'm Tom. I'm Tom now. You're Tom. Adam. Adam Todd Brown. (laughs) Adam Tom Brown. Tom Brown. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How you doing? Thanks for for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. It's been... It's been a long time, but it's been I've, too long, too I've, too long. I've been very distracted the past few months. We talked I about under, it before we recorded. I understand. Yeah, it, it seemed like you're distracted, but I'm glad you're not distracted anymore. Uh, it's it's great to see you. I Good miss to see you. you. I miss going to your studio and hanging. Uh, Here's the thing: if you want to take a drive, we have a pretty fancy new studio. It's in San Pedro. Ooh. But it's it's a whole thing. Me and Jeff record there all the time. All right. Well, yeah. Put me put me in. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> um, it's a date. Uh, speaking of your studio, why don't you uh, why don't you tell people what you got going on? Just at the start of this, uh, little pluggy plugs. You know, stick it in. Stick it inside of everybody. Well, I don't know if people know, but if if you n- know me from the Unpopular Opinion podcast. There is no more unpopular opinion podcast. Oh. We just we just changed the name though. It's called You Don't Even Like This Show. And Ooh. the name of the network is now the You Don't Even Like Podcasts Network. Beautiful. But other than that, we're still doing all the same stuff. Conspiracy the show, pretty scary. We got a new show called True Crime Sucks, where we just talk shit about true crime <laughs> documentaries. It's that's, good times. Oh my god, that's such a good show idea. We'll have to Holy get you shit. on it sometime. It's very fun. For sure. I've seen a few. I True crime, man, uh, not to go on a tangent, but it feels like there was the jinx, and then there was a series of shows trying to chase that high. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And it's the, like you just you're never gonna get a confession on your show again. Yeah. So they're they're all like they're pretty flaccid. You know what I mean? Like the they're Jenks all trying and, to be shocking, but they're you know the Jenks and making a murderer. Those are the right, two yeah. that really changed things. I would argue for the worse. But yeah, it's it's always the good things or like the thing you know like Blair Witch Project very interesting unique movie that then spawned a bunch of crap you know what i mean yeah uh yeah like did you see that Uh, this wasn't that bad i don't want to shit all over it but that sasquatch one that was like just about like white supremacists in the pacific northwest (laughs) but they framed it around sasquatch oh the documentary Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 stuff like that where it feels like uh they can't just like they can't just do a thing anymore because that was one where it's like the thing they're talking about is interesting, but it has nothing really to do with Sasquatch. So yeah. it's like a weird dynamic. I don't know. They're all um, too long. A lot of true crime documentaries yeah. are way too long now. And I hate that. I hate it a yeah. lot. They stretch it out. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. I hope, I hope you're good and hyped. I, I am real- so hyped to cast. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. Because this is hype cast. It's right oh. there in the name shit yeah i know right go figure um and we're gonna talk about trailers we got some fun trailers we're actually gone last week uh so this is uh you know we're we're back at it we're back at it baby uh or at least i am tom's dead um yeah so we got some producers tom r.i.p yeah we got some producers to thank uh starting with uh at nerd numbers thank you very much uh thank you to zero charisma thank you to aaron burser Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to Burrito Wants You to Drink Water, Hit the Gym, and Do the Ska, because they loves you all. Got to do the Ska. Pick it up. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you very much. Hey, Uh, also, thank you to Bootler Bootlisten. Thank you. Thank you so much. Brian, who Tom knows. Thank Mm. you. Thank you, Brian, but I don't believe you. Brockway loves the meat, Millie. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Chester's Prophet. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. If that is your real name, thank you very much. Thank you. Dan Hackroyd. Thank hey, you. Thank you. Davy, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you so much. Thank you. And David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Never Thank forget you. where you heard Knife Boot first. Of course. Wasn't that on Best? That was Best Bad it Movie was. Ever, like Roadhouse, yeah. right? Yes, it was. <laughs> Never forget your roots. Never knife forget. Boot. Knife Boot. It's a good weapon. Or actually, it's a bad weapon, <laughs> it's I guess. It's a terrible weapon. No, it's a very ineffective weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Adam, thank you for helping out with the producers. Um, yeah, of course. So let's, let's uh, you want to talk about some trailers? We got some trailers here. I sure we, do. Uh, we got this new, the Sony. I think this is Marvel. I, I, I is it? This is. I don't know. This is Craven the Hunter. Um, yeah. I was expecting Tom to be here, so I'm going to go ahead and Google Google Craven the Hunter <laughs> uh, to figure out what it is. It looks like it's some sort of comic book character. Uh, is it? it yeah. It, it yeah, gave Marvel. me John Wick vibes. Right. Yeah. It's a Marvel character. His power seems to just be that he beats people up because like he got that. lion blood in him. Did I get that? <laughs> lion blood? How'd that happen? 
<laughs> well, he was hunting a lion. He shot it as a child. And then and what? And then his, <laughs> his dad, the Pope's exorcist, because uh, it's Russell Crowe doing the exact same accent in the Pope's exorcist, uh, <laughs> leaves him for dead? It's just like, ah, that kid sucks because he got mauled by a lion. <laughs> Is that, did I get that correctly? Is that what happened in this trailer? It kind of seemed like that. Yeah. 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 And then and- the lion bleeds into him. And I guess that's how you get lion powers. Yeah, just like bled into an open wound. I don't. Does that then? Does the lion's blood like proliferate and spread from there, or do you just? Yeah. Have, does it just take one drop to turn you into a Russell Crowe lion? I feel like if that was the case, there would be so many like British explorers who would have figured that out, right? Because yeah. I mean, they used to yeah. snort mummies. Like, of course, they drink <laughs> lion blood. Like. The British would, you know, they're, they're, they were monsters. So, like, I, I don't know. I, there's got to be more to it than that. But this trailer really seems to make it out to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd be mad if I got mauled by a lion, too. I might, if I still had the ability, I might go out into the world and kick some ass. Yeah. I mean, if I was hunting the lion first and got mauled, it would just be like, well, that's, you know, what happens. Um, but it's, it, it's, uh. Yeah, he's. I don't. I don't know. It looks. It looks gory for a Marvel. It, it looks like it's got some blood, but like PG thirteen blood. Like it's not yeah. going all the way. So this is a Marvel think? thing. We we confirmed that. It yeah. It's Sony Marvel. So <sighs> if you recall, like Sony has some of Marvel properties. Yeah. Well, um, and so they you know did the Spider Mans. They did Venom. Uh, they did Morbius. You know they've had a really good track record with non Spider Man films. Yeah. Uh, and this is. I assume in the Spider-Man universe, because they reference Rhino, who's the Spider-Man villain. Oh, sure, so they're sure. Going, they're going for that. Uh, I think that's the Spider-Man Rhino, I assume. It'd be weird if there's more than one Rhino. Is this, uh, is this anything you're into? You a big Marvel head? I am the opposite of a big Marvel head. I'm kind of checked out on Marvel these days. Yeah. There's just so much of it. It hasn't and, been great. Yeah, the last marvel thing i remember really liking fuck it might have been Endgame. like it's been a long time since i watched a marvel movie and for one thing it's been a long time since i watched a marvel movie but the last time i watched one and remember being like fuck yeah that was great i think it was Endgame. Endgame was great uh they should have (laughs) ended everything there that was this seemed yeah. like a good ending spot. It yeah, really said like that, wrapped I, up the 10 years. Yeah, I said that on another pod. I don't even remember what one, but that would have been perfect. Just yep. end it with that. That would have you would have they would have gone out on such a high. Would have been sure. perfect. And I think it would have been more memorable. Like I think as they keep going, I think they're going to kind of drown out Endgame a little bit and I my prediction and I could be wrong. I'm often wrong, but uh I think when the dust settles like 50 years from now, it's going to probably be guardians and the Spider-Man's is what remains. That's my guess. Cause yeah. those are the, those are the ones that are more self-contained and you know, stand out. Did you see the, the Spider-Verse ones, the cartoons? I saw the first one and I did not like it nearly as much as everyone else liked it. My hot take is that it is so visually like spectacular that people don't notice that the script isn't that good. Um, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad, but like I don't think it's like amazing. 
I think the 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 visuals are incredible, though, for sure. Yeah, um, I think I know a guy who wrote on. Oh yeah, Spider-verse. no, no, they have, they have, yeah, and like a lot of they they have like ex like comedy internet people. Um, it's never, it's not on the writers. It's the yeah, you know, it's the machine of it all. Um, like I, I've seen point out the last Spider-Man, the live action one filled with amazing jokes is still like structurally, you know, right. it's, it's trying to, it's so many masters that they're trying to please. Um, one so, of the, one of the things that I find distracting about the Spider-Verse movies now is I was a big fan of the Wu Tang show that was on FX. Ooh. And it's. I would argue one of the best TV shows of the last few years. It is phenomenal. But Shamik Moore plays Raekwon the chef. And he plays Raekwon the chef because they look a lot alike and their voices are identical. So when I saw the new Spider-Verse trailer, I was like, oh, it's it's the Wu-Tang guy. It's (laughs) Spider-Man now. Like, I will always hear a Wu-Tang rapper when I hear Shamik Moore's voice. That's pretty fun. That's a fun way to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, if you get a chance to watch the new one, you should. It's, you'll see, like, there's a fundamental problem. It's not, it's not an entire movie. They did, I don't know. It it doesn't matter. Um, Because we're we're technically talking about Craven the Hunter. (laughs) Um, uh, Which has spiders in it. I don't know why there's spiders in this. Um, I just, yeah. uh, yeah, I I'll see this just for Russell Crowe. Yeah, I like Russell Crowe a lot. Mm-hmm. I would that would probably prompt me to watch this. I like how Brando he's getting like he's feeling very Brando and that yeah that tickles me. But yeah, I I don't know if uh, this is one where it's like I'm not mad at this. This looks what I, I will what I do like about it is it feels like more of a Captain America where it's like oh he's just like he just kicks ass like you you said John Wick the start of this yeah where it's like his power is that he's just like really good at fighting people uh and i i don't know that that could be a really good stunt movie you know um i like that he's just murdering people did you uh, did you see russell crowe's road rage movie <laughs> i mean was it unhinged is that what it was something called? like that <laughs> uh that was uh it was a real good russell crowe it was unhinged is what it was it was the ad, remember the ad where he just threatens you to see the movie <laughs> yeah. they were really playing up the russell Cronus of the film yeah uh, that was great. all right everybody check out unhinged yeah um, <laughs> next trailer this is called three body problem this is coming out on netflix this is uh benioff and weiss what uh, have the ga- they done before they had done the games of throne oh shit yeah yeah okay okay yeah, you see the you see the conundrum here. You see the pickle, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I thought this looked intriguing, but uh, I think if you start a really popular show and then bail at the last couple seasons and like fuck up the landing, I don't think people should watch your next show. I think out of principle, it's just like I, you have to prove you can finish stuff first. Yeah, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan. I stuck with it for the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. 
everyone just looks alike and sounds alike. Yeah, they're all a bunch of honkies. Yeah, it was really hard to follow. And yeah, it, yeah. Now that I know this, like this is a essentially a Game of Thrones production. I mean, I know it's not related to Game of Thrones, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, like that's the thing. I I enjoyed Game of Thrones all right, not as much as other people. I I started late. I almost stopped watching it when magic showed up in it. I didn't know there was magic in oh, Game sure. of Thrones, and it takes like a couple seasons. And when that happened, I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, but it was fine um you know there's some really good episodes and stuff but it definitely fucked up the ending and it 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 was you know um yeah i i didn't see the last season but when i found out what that hodor shit was about oh yeah like oh come on right the problem with the tv shows it's kind of like when you play like like a bad video game where it's like (laughs) video games take so long to play and so when a TV show is good and then disappoints at the last minute, this is what makes me mad about Mystery Boxes, right? Is it's a time investment that you're trusting them to pay you back for that time. Yeah. And if at the end they, they screw you over, you're like, you took all my time. Like, I watched this whole thing. You know, a bad movie is two hours. Um, but, like, if a TV show is compelling and then they haven't thought of a way to end it, that's just... So, like... Yeah, after Game of Thrones, it's just like, I don't know, finish that show. Go back and finish that show before you make a new show. Because I, I just don't have much trust for these creators. That this said, is, this, I don't know. Yeah, this looks this looks interesting. Are, yeah. are you watching From at all? No, I've heard good things. Oh, it, I have a lot of shows to watch. I mean, it's it's kind of related in that From is from a lot of the people who made lost oh and the vibe i get like what i love about from is it feels like if the people who made lost got to go back and make lost again and like better address all the problems like how do you introduce new characters they figure it out on from and it's brilliant the way they do it it's a really 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 good show that's nice to hear um because lost is of course one of those shows where i was like give me back my time please i would like my time (laughs) back and so like i sort of need someone to say this actually does a good does a good job like that's one of those shows and so is this one where it's like if someone watches the show and reports back and is like (laughs) no it's good it's actually good but even then the scary part is like the ending because Game of Thrones was good until it wasn't. So right, um, yeah, that's the thing. Any show can be like, it's hard to stick that landing. Yeah, and it's and it, I get I'm really like um, Severance. Did you watch Severance? Yep. That's one where when it ended, I said, "Oh, I don't think I can do this," um, because it gave me those vibes of like I feel like I'm gonna watch you for six years and you're gonna disappoint me. Where it's like, mm. I get really touchy when I f- smell a red flag just a little <laughs> bit. Where it's like, mm, you don't know how this is going to end, do you? You're going to keep making these cliffhangers. You're going to keep like teasing yeah. things. That shit drives me nuts. Uh, yeah, so it, like in, in that way, I am interested to see where From goes. Because it's yeah. just season two now. And uh, it's interesting. Yeah. No, it's, I need to learn to trust again. 
And uh, from might be a good. Dave, you've been you've been hurt. We understand. I've been hurt. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm just watching Deep Space Nine on a loop because it's safe. <laughs> um, but yeah, this looks good. This looks fine. Yeah, Three body I'll, I'll pop. Probably. Not sure why it's called that. No, we barely talked about. It. I, it's the it's one of those trailers where I couldn't even describe what it's about. Yeah, that's the like, problem. Like it, it's got compelling visuals, but yeah. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, it's got like a cloud atlas feel, you know, yeah. where it's like I don't I don't even know when this takes place. Um, it's based off a book, but you know, so is Game of Thrones. Right. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to look up what it's about, and it's just there's yeah. Like, that title doesn't do much for you, but I mean, yeah, that, apparently, somebody problem has to do with quantum mechanics, so it's going to be like time travel or some oh, okay. shit. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's 1960s China. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Good a time decision to be in China. In 1960s China echoes across space and time to a group of scientists in the present, forcing them to face humanity's greatest threat that really doesn't explain what it's about no no is it what if it's a godzilla movie i mean that's japan but still i'd watch that yeah yeah i'd watch the shit out of that yeah. um all right next trailer then this is uh for dumb money this is the inevitable inevitable game stock stock uh uh internet story uh, it looks like it's really trying to be an Adam McKay film, like yes. at least in the advertisements where I was like, I, I had to look it up, but it's actually the director of I, Tanya, who is for the most part, a very good director. Um, or at least I, Tanya was, did you see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. I liked I, Tanya a lot. And yeah, you have in the notes that their styles kind of overlap. And I would agree with that. I, Tanya felt like an Adam McKay movie. Yeah, sure. but I, I, I don't, I don't want to say better because I don't want to compare them. But yeah, Greg Gillespie um, did I, Tanya and also did Lars and the Real Girl, uh, did The Finest Hour, did Sorry. Pam and Tommy. If you've seen Pam, Pam and Tommy. I have not, but after uh, watching Fresh, that made me want to watch Pam and Tommy. And I still have not, but Sebastian right. Stan plays Tommy. And I'm a Sebastian Stan Stan. Yeah. Uh, this director also did Cruella, so uh, that's I, I their, liked Cruella that's their... a lot. You did? Okay, yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, Cruella was really good. It was shockingly good. Nice. All right. All I heard was that her mom is killed by Dalmatians or something, um, <laughs> which seemed very silly. They're a very mean breed. It's a yeah, notoriously no, mean dogs. breed of dog. <laughs> terrible dogs. I do love Cruella just being like, a, well, actually... Dalmatians are trash animals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's all to say that this is the type of movie that in other situation might piss me off. Um, but the people involved in it made yeah. me want to see it. I think this might be a good movie. I'm a sucker for stuff like this. Like, I loved the Blackberry movie a whole really? lot. Really? Yeah. I like um, Blackberry takes about 10, 15 minutes to get going. But once it does... It's it's very enjoyable. Wow. I I'm and, glad uh, you're on because we have been coming down hard on those types of movies. Really? Uh, yeah. I personally, because like the, the Flamin' Hot one, these like weird corporate PR movies um, that yeah. like feel like they're about up, like air where it's like, how did this product get made? And I feel like I don't, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. I liked air. Um, 
are you are you including the Tetris movie in that? Because yeah. the Tetris movie is that story is really interesting, and they leave the the whole part where there's like a third guy who was involved in the creation of Tetris, huh. who was almost certainly murdered by the Russian mob in Northern yeah. California, but the police ruled it a murder-suicide. And that huh. all gets left out of the Tetris movie. See, but there is a, a bummer. Yeah, there's a documentary about it. Maybe, that's like the, maybe we should yeah, cover the, it. Yeah, the Flamin' Hot thing is also based off an untrue story. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It, it, a lot of the time it feels like PR. This doesn't, because this isn't like... It, it doesn't feel like it's about GameStop and how good it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to glorify GameStop as a company or yeah. anything like that. It's also got fucking Paul Dano, fucking Pete Davidson, Seth Rogen, yeah. Sebastian Stans in there, Nick Offerman. Uh, and so it's just uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's in there. So it's got a hell of a cast. So I'm into it. Yeah, I'm in, I'm into this for sure. The- I tr- I feel like Flamin' Hot doesn't even belong. Like I get that there's kind of the same category of movie, but for one thing, we, like we know that story is made up right now. And out of curiosity, I tried to watch that movie, and it is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Really? I made it maybe 15 minutes in. There's all this like feel good voiceover stuff where he's just like explaining his life in the beginning and it's like shut the fuck up flaming hot cheetos aren't even that good yeah i agree i agree i think what it is is that and i know i've said this before air for example it's it's baffleck it's it's the baffle baffles uh directing he's a good director i like him as a director um a lot of these in these cases i don't think the movies are like individually bad um it's just the trend of like the brand movies are just they wear me down so much the concept of them and you know uh, they'll they'll be good ones but they'll also be some really like you know gross ones uh so in general i'm just like i don't like supporting this premise yeah uh because i think most of the time it's just i don't know we we've gotten we've gotten way too like brand centric already that they don't need to be like the hero of a movie either um or treated with reverence you know is this facebook's fault like so many other things in the world because of the social network i i think it's facebook's fault I also think because yeah, social network is one and you know, you go back and you watch and you're like, Oh yeah, this isn't glorifying it at all. Um, and jobs, <laughs> I actually think it's Apple's fault. Yeah. Um, did jobs come out first. I, I don't know if jobs came out first, but what I do know is Steve jobs and his story was genuinely worth telling because he did revolutionize a lot of things. Like he invented technology, um, or not him, but you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Like, the iPhone, Apple in that era, like it makes sense. Like these were, that was a, this was big inventions that's worth talking about. But like Flamin' Hot Cheetos, it's not that, right? No. I think it's that combined with Marvel creating a, a like the fact that like movie genres have now been reduced to brands more than they've been reduced to genres. And the idea that we will like root 
for for brands now people are marvel yeah. fans people are so like it, it's i think it's that combination of things that made it so that like there's this trend of like yeah we can do these like brand movies um but i think by that metric where you know jobs did interesting stuff and had a story like it deserved to be told i would argue blackberry and air both fall under that because air seems like it's just about shoes but it's really about a moment that like empowered athletes and especially black athletes in a way they never had been before right and with blackberry you get to see like most of that a lot of that movie is about how apple fucking destroyed blackberry which Hmm. is like kind of kind of an interesting story yeah i mean if there's an interesting story to tell flaming hot doesn't need to exist i would argue maybe even the tetris movie doesn't need to exist but also when we're talking like apple and nike and then tetris like i don't put tetris on the same level as like evil corporations right that don't deserve my attention i guess but then you get stuff like that upcoming madden one the madden game movie it's about the madden game okay no no yeah and it's will ferrell and it's fucking um david o russell the the, who is a monster yeah Um, and it's just like what are we fucking doing like that's the thing again going back to like blair witch project uh good start sets off a very lazy trend so like yeah i i do think individually a lot of these movies will be good it's just the trend itself is just repellent for me right now so i think when the smoke settles there'll be movies that will stand out from it for sure yeah Uh, yeah i see that well let's uh let's move on to this one challengers um which is a sexy tennis movie Um, it is dave I love tennis so much. It, over the past couple years, has emerged as my absolute favorite sport. I watch tennis all the goddamn time. It's always on. I love it so much. I can even tell you, Challengers is a reference to, like, the minor leagues of tennis, which is where there's the, you have major tournaments, masters tournaments, and then Challengers tournaments and that's what this is a reference to okay i believe you i still think it should be called ball play because it's double it's about it's about a three-way and it's about tennis this is the director of the suspiria remake um who also did bones and all oh see well now i'm split because i fucking loved bones and all and i hated the suspiria remake i think the Suspiria remake is one of the most useless remakes ever made. Um, I haven't seen Bones pointless. at all. But I will say, I don't think it's badly directed. I just am like, why would you do that? Why would you yeah. remake Suspiria? Yeah. Um, you haven't yeah. seen Bones and all? Not yet. I will. It oh, looks man. very good. It's real good. Yeah. But this, um, I mean, I, yeah, as I was saying in the notes, I find sports movies generally, i just not into them. Um, and this... Uh, uh, this one is like yes it's a tennis movie but it's sexy it's like a sexy thriller it's about a tennis player who has some sort of three-way with two friends and then marries one of them when she's older and it seems to be more about like that aspect of it um but also tennis 
And this is a series, right? Oh, I think it's a, I don't know. Or I is think it a movie? a movie? It's got just a writer director. It's, um, what's her name? Zen- Zendaya. Zendaya. Uh, yeah. She, uh, as the main, and she's great. We love her. Yeah, um, she's awesome. And then like a couple honkies play the, 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 the other guys. Yeah. The other um, tennis it, players. It looks like, yeah, it says only in theaters. So oh, okay. it's a, okay. it's a movie. Yeah. So yeah, I'm as much as I love tennis, I'm going to wait for this to be streaming. Okay. Okay. I'll see. I'll, I'll see this in theaters. Uh, I want to see, I want to see like, uh, you know, three ways on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, I like that aspect. I don't know. It's movies. There've been, it's, it's been a while since there's been a movie I wanted to see in theaters, but I want to go to theaters. So I understand that maybe, maybe I'll go see challengers. I do fuck with tennis so hard, Yeah, but I I feel like this is going to be like, not as much about the tennis. Yeah. It's more about the ball play. It's more about, uh, that aspect. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It looks interesting. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm like a minute away from a theater, so it's like easy, real easy for me to see stuff. Yeah. I, I am, but also it's a small theater, so they don't Mm. get everything. Like this might not even come to the theater across from my office. Right. Yeah. I'm, I have a Regal and let me tell you, Regals aren't very good. Mm. Um, I want to vote like or, or root for the little guy, but they have one of the most annoying intro uh like ads right now oh really um yeah and they're also generally like they have regal unlimited which is their version of the amc but it still like costs a little money to see a movie uh <laughs> and, and it is like well it's like a dollar a dollar every time oh. and it's like can this be free what am i paying for <laughs> and they're just generally like everything about them is just generally like less good except their pizzas their pizzas oh, really? are better. Yep. They give you a full fucking pizza, like a plate, like a big fucking, like for like six bucks. Like yeah. they're, they're like, let's be honest. It's flour and cheese. It costs 50 cents. We'll give it to you for $6. So that's the one thing that's good about them. Yeah. I have a Cinemark across from my office. The best seat in town. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not mad at it. Like in terms of like trailers and things sometimes you just sit in five minutes of darkness and then the movie starts yes and i don't know if i prefer that or hate that it's unsettling not knowing if the movie's (laughs) actually going to start because there's nothing else playing but also if you ask them for extra cheese on your nachos they're not going to give you any guff they're not going to give you a cup they're going to lard that shit on Mm -hmm. to your nachos and i love that yeah i worked for two years at a cinemark it was a fun job Good theaters. I think Cinemark's the the best, like the 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 good in between. Where they it's got, like an AMC, it's just like sometimes it's really fucking annoying, especially to see like a Marvel movie where yeah. it's just filled with just fucking dipshits. Um, whereas a Regal is feels like like dead mall, like a dead mall location. <laughs> Cinemark's yeah. right in between. So yeah, maybe I'll go see some ball play at the Cinemark. Um, <laughs> Come down, record at the studio, and then yeah. ball play at Cinemark. Yeah, sounds good. Um, next trailer. This is for the long-awaited, the awaited Futurama season eleven, uh, coming to Hulu, which mm. is like their third home. Um, yeah, they could probably just hang it up. <laughs> Wait, hold on. They start at Fox, right? 
Yes. And then they went to Comedy Central. Right. And did they go anywhere besides Hulu after that? I stopped following. So oh, okay. I'm not sure. You know, Futurama, you know, into it. I liked it in its day, <laughs> but it feels like it's, it's kind of run its course a little yeah, bit. I, I did a podcast or I do a podcast with going through Futurama episodes and I will say I still like the later season stuff. I do think, I mean, they've ended the show like five times and they've had better yeah. series finales than others. Um, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, more Futurama. I'm down with it. Um, I think this is par for the course, like that people probably cringe. There's some COVID jokes in this and some crypto, but uh, that is, that is what they've always done. Um, they've always had like topical episodes and those episodes have always been like, eh, kind of uh, yeah. uh, mid, um, they're always trying to do the emotional episodes, those emotional highs. And I feel like they haven't really accomplished that in a while. Um, but I, 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 you know, it's Simpsons writers, classic Simpsons writers still, I think. And there's always a level of enjoyment I have with Futurama. So I will watch all of this. Um, yeah, I like The Simpsons too. I just like really fell off at one point. Oh yeah, Simpsons and for sure. I just uh, I don't know if I'll ever be back. Yeah, Futurama I think has done better than The Simpsons. I don't blame anybody for being like, yeah, I'm done with these shows, you know, because we now nothing ends with this stuff, right? Simpsons, Lord knows what season they're on. I haven't watched them since season, I don't know, eight or nine. Yeah, they got to be past 30, right? They got to be. And then like, man, like Family Guy's still going. And it's like, who's even, who's watching that? You yeah. know? Um, 34 but, seasons of The Simpsons, Dave. Jesus. That's too much. It's too much. I did hear it had like a reinvention. Um but I watched a couple new episodes a couple years ago, and it, it was all right. You know, like, that's the thing is, I, I think some of it's getting older, too, where it's like, when am I going to sit and watch this stuff? But Yeah. I'm uh, that you, way with yeah. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, yeah. I fell off around the time I moved to L.A., and I understand it's such a good show still. Yeah. But the amount I have to watch to catch up is so intimidating. Yes, like, agreed. I'm the same where it's like I watched the first like five seasons. It was very good. And then I sort of it's attention span. Like it has nothing to do with the shows a lot of the time. It's like Rick and Morty. I stopped watching after like three seasons before all the Justin Roiland stuff. Yeah. And that was just because I was just like, I, I just got tired. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. Because I think when it's like these, you know, uh, half hour comedies where they don't really link a full story together. You, there's no incentive to watch the next one because of right. the story. Right. And so after a while you're like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's very good. Uh, uh, maybe I'll go back and watch it again. Or like South Park is the same. Um, and I don't know if it's me or the show, you know? Yeah. I, th uh, I think we've kind of had that programmed out of us by, like streaming services in the way streaming shows work like there's there aren't really any shows like that anymore where the episodes don't link together because they want you to sit on your couch and watch an yeah. entire season in a day 
I wonder if that is a part of it, which is like when I was a kid, Friday night, you pop on The Simpsons. Yeah. You watch The Simpsons to warm up. That's like you're, you know, you're, 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 you're getting, you're getting in the mood. You're jerking it, uh, and then you, uh, and then you, like, t- make some, make some food. Come back for the X Files, and right. there was always like, you know, you got like a little half hour show, and you got your big show, and then you got like Strange Luck in between, uh, which you don't need to watch, but it's there, mm. uh, and yeah. like, I feel like that's part of it, which is like these weekly half hour shows it's hard to keep up because you don't have that in your ritual. I'll still watch like Bob's burgers, but that's one where it's like, yeah, sometimes I'll let those accumulate and then watch a bunch, you know, I've Um, never watched Bob's burgers, but I think about it once every two or three weeks, just because at one point Netflix recommended that I watch Bob's burgers based on the fact that I watched a true crime show called Ice Cold Killers. Oh, yeah. Similar. Very similar. <laughs> That's very I was, weird. I was like, maybe I should watch Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It's real dark this shit. About? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm obligated to watch this new Futurama. And I, I think I'll enjoy it. I'll binge it all, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have yet to be sick of Futurama, so I can That's always good. watch more. Yeah, I, I'm happy to hear that. I don't have anything against Futurama. I just for sure. Just I would argue went back. Their newer seasons, they still have very strong episodes. Um, yeah. So like it's it's, uh, I'm still all for it. Um, next trailer. This is for Priscilla. Mm. This is cl- very very clearly a Sofia Coppola film. Nothing against yes. that. But it's like you watch. I was watching the trailer and I was like, "Oh, this is Sofia Coppola." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it absolutely is. And sure enough, it's Priscilla Presley, um, a uh, I don't know, a little biopic. One assumes, right? Yeah, it. I like a biopic. I think Priscilla is Priscilla Presley is an interesting story, for sure. Yeah, I loved Elvis. The movie. I still haven't seen it. I, it'll, I don't know. Like if you, if you go into it with any preconceived notions about Elvis, it it will probably change them a little bit. It's really good. Tom Hanks is so bad in it. And that's so refreshing. Yeah. And I feel like he was bad on purpose. Like, (laughs) I, I think he didn't want to distract from, austin butler and his that's interesting performance but elvis is great and i'm i'm interested to hear priscilla's story there was that t did you ever see the tv movie no i think it was called elvis and me but it was about his relationship with priscilla and that's actually very good it's really oh, good. okay yeah i will check that out yeah i think this is more compelling in my opinion than doing something on elvis and i think that's only just because el it's elvis you know yeah. like it's 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 like we've done tons of elvis stuff so like uh priscilla's story i don't know what it is but i'm sure it's fucking interesting um yeah you know and and so uh yeah i'm pretty excited for this i dropped off of sofia coppola and it's kind of nothing against her i just haven't i didn't catch her last couple movies for whatever reason yeah um, i haven't either 
but I've I've always kind of liked the stuff she does. I like her style. It's you know she's part of that fucking Spike Jones like two thousands uh, real like hipster shit. Um, yeah. But honestly, I I think I don't know. I like it. I slop it up. So uh, it's weird, honestly, that I haven't seen. Like I think the last thing I saw was Marie Antoinette, which was very I I liked it. I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't remember the last Sofia Coppola movie I saw. Mm. Mm. Um, it's probably yeah. lost in translation then. Yeah. I I was going to say, I think it would probably be lost in translation. Mm. And even then I was like, did Spike Jones direct that? It's like, <laughs> no, she was just married to Spike Jones, right? Yeah. Yep. Priscilla, that's an interesting angle for the Elvis story, which reminds me that the rock biopic i want to see the most in the world is meg white i want to see what was going on with meg white within the white stripes sure that is such a bizarre story the way they broke up i still want to know if that sex tape was really her there's so many questions about meg white see they i don't know up. much about this i had uh about the white stripes or about yeah just i never really listened i watched a few of their music videos but that's about it well they when they first came out they had this like origin story that they were brother and sister and they like dressed the same and all this crazy shit but then it came out that they were actually formerly married and they were like not brother and sister they were a divorced married couple that seems weird. And Meg White very famously is not like the most technically proficient drummer. And it's because Jack White wanted his drummer to like recreate the feel of a person just playing guitar while stomping their foot on the ground for percussion. <laughs> so he like purposely wanted a bad drummer right. in the White Stripes. And that whole dynamic has always been so fascinating to me. And that, that's the fucking rock movie I want. Oh, that's amazing. There's a lot of, that happens. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, or at least a handful of punk bands that's had crises like that, where they've played for like 20 years and they've gotten too good at their yeah. instruments. And they're like, like, so like no effects did an album where they just, wrote the songs and performed them only once for the album like <laughs> and that was and they're all like 30 second to a minute songs and that yeah. was the idea where they're like we're too good at our instruments we need to like make ourselves shittier uh, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah that's very funny yeah that that would be a fascinating story if we yeah. had the right information um cool all right we got a couple more trailers including the best one but first we have uh drive away dolls this is uh, Ethan Cohen, but not Joel Cohen. This is a. Uh, I I don't know. Have they done separate films? Uh, yeah, before? I was going to say, is there a rift? What's going on? I know that they've been starting to do separate films. I don't know what the juicy details are. It's weird because I I love me some Cohen Brothers, but I've never really like dug into who they are. Um, yeah. Maybe because I don't, I don't care. It's weird. It's weird to care. I don't know. Um, but it's, this is Ethan Cohen uh, co-writing with Trisha Cook, who is their editor. 
Uh, she edited mm-hmm. like the Big Lebowski and Barton Fink and you know a bunch of a lot of O Brother Where Art Thou and so yeah. on. Um, this is like it's interesting because the Coen Brothers, I think it's safe to say they have two types of films. They have the serious and silly, uh, right. and this is a silly one. And now that makes me wonder, like, oh, is like Ethan Cohen like the silly one? Is that how that worked? Was yeah, like could one be. of them a goofball and one of them was like really serious? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of this? Was he? I mean, I fuck with the Cohen brothers, so I'm gonna see this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I did not know they were doing separate movies. There, I also have not probably seen a Cohen brothers movie super recently they well they don't put them out that recently either i think buster scrubs was that the last one they did i don't know yeah and i feel like i saw that but don't remember it that well but yeah i mean this looks good you i'll check it out yeah so I, i i'm looking into um Okay, this is interesting. It looks like they're the interviews. I'm I'm just going through them. It looks like they literally were just like, yeah, let's take a break from each other. That's it. Like I don't think there's a I don't think there's a reason. Um, I think they're literally just like, uh, maybe they have some projects that they're like neither of them were interested in the other's projects or something. But they're yeah. basically just like, we've worked together for so fucking long. Um, uh, yeah, it's understandable. After 30 years, we're, we're just we're switching it up, you know? Um, yeah. And they're saying, we'll probably make another movie together in the future. Um, uh, and it, it seems like they're just, they're both at different paces is what I'm, what I'm reading here. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So yeah, like, it happens. yeah, nothing dramatic. Yeah, and I think isn't did did Joel go go and do the Me- the Meth Macbeth movie or am I making that up? I um, believe you're right. Yeah. So he's like he's doing all serious. Is that- yeah, yeah. So may- yeah, maybe they just wanted to do their um, own shit. Yeah, I did the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know if it's uh, maybe I'm saying something that people already know, but it really seems like one of them's a silly guy and one of them's serious guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then they split up. But this looks—I don't know. This looks pretty boss. What did you think of this trailer? The trailer looks great. Like, it, yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks like a Coen Brothers movie. It does, and oh, the cast. The beauty of a Coen Brothers movie is, of course, like anybody who's hot shit at the time will be in it. So seeing Pedro Pascal doing Coen Brothers yeah. is like, mm, God, I want, I want that to the end of the time, you know. But then also um, that one guy that's in every Coen Brothers movie. I'm so happy to see him every Matt time. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> what is the guy's <laughs> name? The guy from Fargo who played... Like, he's in so much stuff. And he's one know. of those actors I've just never bothered to look up his name. Mm, I don't know. I don't Here know. Here we go. You looking him up? This is also... Because it's written also... The co-write is nice because it's about... It's a lesbian road trip film. Uh, that's that's what it's uh, described as. So it is nice that there's also a woman writing it with him. Yeah. The, uh, you know, that seems... And it's also got... Um, uh, I don't know. It's got a bunch of people. Uh, wow. 
confirmed i have never looked up his name it is john carroll lynch oh john carroll lynch i know who that is yeah john carroll he's the zodiac killer right yes he is yeah Yeah, he's in like every coen brothers movie yeah he absolutely is he's great i love him yeah i love him because he's like the last of like the regular looking guys you know yeah he's just a guy but he still gets so much stuff because he's so good he's he's such a good good actor yeah and this just looks really goddamn good. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't I'm very excited for this. The comedy looks really tight. It looks like a Coen Brothers film. Like it looks like again, it, it's very clear that what made the Coen Brothers so good is the fact that they're both incredibly talented. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so like them separated, it's just like, hey, still incredibly talented. Uh so I don't know that I wish I had more to say about this other than like fucking watch the trailer. If you like Coen brothers movies, here's the new one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's looks, not a ton to say about it. It's just, it looks good. It looks, it good. looks like a delight. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue is very, I don't know, very tight. Uh, good stuff. So finally we can get to the, this last one. Cause this is where it's at. Mm. This is the trailer for the man from Rome, which yeah. is, a priest action film did i yeah. it right it looks like it yeah i'm so tired of action movies yeah but they're priests <laughs> he's just wearing different clothes it's uh his name is father quart according to imdb <laughs> vatican intelligence officer father quart is investigating how the pope's i think has been hacked was the pope hacked in this trailer it's yeah it's i'm surprised the pope is even online yeah and i don't know why i bothered googling if the vatican intelligence agency is real of course it is yep of course of course um i don't know man this is just looks like the kind of dumb that i gotta see my my fear with this movie is that it's not dumb enough like we watched yeah. the pope's exorcist which seemed like it would be a good dumb movie and it was just kind of like meh you know and like this is one where it's like okay vatican action movie you know hot cop priest uh doing action and it's like you better fucking like i want to see him fucking like you know i want to see him like interrogate the pope right like i want to see it like (laughs) be this big like i want to see the pope shoot someone yeah Uh, I need it to be like a political thriller right where it's like the president goes all the way up to the pope uh and like it's like a lot of intrigue and like like i want to see absolute power but it's the pope yeah or something like that but i'm not sure if that's what we're gonna get here yeah i've i brought this up on one of my podcast episodes recently but any movie that like glorifies the cia or intelligence agencies of any sort i'm like i'm out that's oh, not yeah. like that's not what they do this guy probably like silences fucking sex abuse victims yeah 100%. if he exists in real life he's not he's not going after hackers pope no, hackers no oh yeah i mean that's it's this is like i'm in a, a tough position with this because i love me some like dad porn so i love a good jack ryan story i love a good alex mm. cross um but it is Complete cia propaganda opposite. yeah and i would I, I, it's a shame because the new jack ryan seasons have been trash um they really fucked up because uh 
it, it, there is a there's a, like a 90s quaintness to it but like the new jack ryan has felt more and more like propaganda in a way that it's just like ah it's getting very licky and again it was always propaganda don't get me wrong um but i love like political thrillers um, yeah some cia stuff a lot of it lately has been like like the citadel and like there's all these cia spy thrillers that all are blending together which is why seeing a, a pope pope spy thriller <laughs> excites me but you're not wrong you know yeah it's yeah it's just a thing i'm i'm so over it there's so much it feels like the international version of copaganda yeah which it is and you're i think you're definitely right about jack ryan like that season i didn't even watch it but the fact that there was a season that takes place in venezuela where he like helps a, a facilitate a coup like yeah it's, it's yeah that like was that is absolute season that is absolute american government cia propaganda 100 yeah, percent. i would argue that's also against what jack ryan was supposed to be that's also part of it is jack ryan was supposed to be a nerdy analyst he's not supposed to be going in guns blazing which is what they've done with him and yeah. they're supposed to uh, they're supposed to at least show some of the dirtiness within our government although even that tends to be propaganda because it's always the one bad apple thing yes. where they're always like the system's fine it's just this one senator he was the bad guy <laughs> but he uh you know he shot himself so it's fine like that's always how it goes so again it's like there are spy things that i would say like you know try to point out how shitty it is um, but generally speaking, it's all fucking propaganda. Just like how there are cop shows that are trying, you know, to point out systemic issues. I don't know if you've heard of Cop Rock, Adam, but that show surprisingly digs into the systemic issues uh, with police in the 90s. That was, against all odds, one of my dad's favorite television shows. It's a good show. He loved Cop Rock. It's good. So fucking much. It's good. Have you seen any of it? I have not. It's re it literally is about like the first season, the only season, the whole thing is centered on a trial of a cop who shoots a handcuffed black man. And about, oh, wow. yeah. And it's about like all these racists joining him and like rallying for him. And it doesn't shy away. It's like the wire. Like it's fucking wild that Jeez. they're doing, they do, they do a lot of shit. That's like it before it's time. Like this was before like the Rodney King stuff. And it seemed to like, it seemed to know that shit was coming. I mean, what it was, was the, the LAPD. It was the 80s, right? Cop, uh, Cop Rock? Yeah, something yeah. like that. It was like late 80s. Late 80s, um, yeah. They have they 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 point out so many systemic things and they they it's like a surprisingly left-wing show. There's like uh there's a part where like one of the cops meets a a homeless man and he's like trying to help this guy and he does like the bootstrap thing where he's like, "Why doesn't this guy just why doesn't he just, you know, Get a, get a nice suit and get a job so he like gives the guy money and stuff and then realizes that the guy is just like mentally incapable of surviving right. and they're pointing out that like no this is a systemic issue this person needs help he can't just like make you know he can't just go get a job there's all it's there's so much of that and it shows like every facet again it's like the wire but they sing musicals uh numbers so probably why it got canceled so quick yeah, and i don't probably. mean because they sang musical numbers no it's like it's surprising it's not copaganda it is not um it's got well 
it's got a little bit in it because it's the yeah. 90s but it's it's trying to be progressive um so Interesting. yeah i'm gonna have to watch uh, it you will um but for now we have some more producers to thank and then we'll get into some news stories so um big old thank you to deborah deborah is awesome barbara is great and cancer can go to hell thank you thank you to dracula the bus driving vampire thank you to driftless aka gooch cock thank you to et the extravagant terrestrial thank you to evil ed 209 thank you to exploding runes thank you to funky g mostly comes out at night mostly thank you to mr tell your wife how many patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house thank you thank you to heathcliff's helping handfuls thank you to hombre the american uh mexican american ninja says mabel step on me wow Whew. hey impossible worlds dot net read issue two and keep sci-fi alive exclamation point thank, thank you so you. much james cameron's prolapse locomotive thank mm-hmm. you chris Janovich. thank you did I, I think i said that right without even doing the yeah Krishanovich. yeah i got that without even you using the pronunciation hey thank you look ma i'm on a podcast no you aren't but thank you anyway thank you mackenzie fuck shuffling with willem defoe's confusingly large dick chill thank you thank you so much mercurial oz thank you thank you mike the lurker thanks musical guest rob ritchie but probably not that one thank you Mm, so much thank you no one can hear you scream in space mcnulty thank you thank you and norm from cheers thanks thank you all right news stories uh we can we can blast through these uh warner brothers is selling off 500 million dollars in assets including like a few batman uh and a bunch of music why is this happening not they're just selling off purple rain adam not just warner brothers but like so many musicians now are like selling off their catalogs all of a sudden springsteen no bob dylan like so many people no one is uh no one knows how to make money on the internet <laughs> we screwed up money i guess which is should be good uh because you know no one likes money but it's not you know it's uh Warner Brothers specifically has been fucking in on a nosedive. Like it's what's his name, Zasloff, who yeah. seems to not understand anything about entertainment. You know, they've they've had people have made like montages of the shit they've been doing. Um, uh, you know, famously turning HBO to Max for yeah. some reason. Why um, they hate money? It really seems like they hate money. I think this. I think they got fucked up by the 2000s. I think what happened is they had them Harry Potters and they had them Pirates of the Caribbean, which I believe is theirs. Oh well, that's Disney, maybe actually. But they had them uh, Harry Potters, um, and they've been still riding that high. You know, there's this idea of like endless growth now, and like they can't accept the idea that I don't know. But I. It feels like they're just like very old money people who are completely out of touch with what people actually want. And I think now they're just struggling, I assume, because uh, they're they selling s- off all their shit. Yeah, they really are struggling. And 500 million, like that's obviously a lot of money, but I wouldn't expect that to be a lot of money for Warner Brothers. Yeah. But like if you're selling off your shit, you obviously need that 500 million dollars. 
Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. It really does seem like kind of cheap for yeah. like Batman and Purple Rain. Yeah, it's like uh, don't and, they spend like, that every week? Right. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know the details of this deal. It doesn't seem like. I, I doesn't seem like we know who they're selling it to. I think it's just that them saying like, "Does anybody want this stuff?" Is that what's going on? Yeah, maybe. How um, do they own Purple Rain? Well, oh, I guess who, that, I mean why, I, know, I know Warner Brothers was his label, so I guess they. Yeah, a lot of this the, is their the music stuff right? too. Yeah. Like uh, uh, it seems like um, there, there's even more like they're selling, you know, the music to a lot of stuff, uh, music to like Sw- Sweeney Todd and Rent, and mm. they're selling as time goes by from Casablanca. I don't know, man. It's uh, Zasloff really needs to get. They really, they really need to like get him out of there, right? Like at this point, it's uh, it really feels like he just hates movies and wants to hurt them. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on with them like pulling movies and then they just show up again yeah. like the fucking ha- that weird house party movie that had been like announced and they were doing commercials for it and then it was pulled from the schedule and then it just like showed up again i didn't watch it i i yeah i don't even know what you're talking about how do you remember the the original house party was kid and play yeah 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 they made a new one yeah, there is a remake that takes place in LeBron James' house. Uh, it's huh. very yeah. I didn't I didn't watch it. It doesn't. It's not for me. I did. I liked the original House Party a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. We all love House Party. Um, yeah, I don't know. It really feels like the internet has created a, a system here, right? It's just that like home video sales, they just haven't figured that out, and so now it's just. I, 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 it just seems like these studios, like it's just chaos in the, in the, in the actual offices at this point where like, I'd love, I'd love to know what all the decision-making processes has been. Cause it's very clear that they're desperate to cut corners. Um, because I assume they've lost a lot of like where they get their revenue, but, but they're not going to not pay themselves less. And that seems like what's happening. It relates to this next story, which is about spider verse, which everybody loved. Apparently the artists involved said that was hell. It was not a sustainable system, much like video games and every animated thing. Uh, they were treated like shit. Uh, they had to work overtime, all the, all the terrible stuff that we keep, uh, hearing about. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how, like, if you're the people behind a production like this, I don't know how you expect to treat people this way and have it not come out in yeah. 2023, which is actually kind of alarming because I feel like that's just like dice they're willing to roll in the I name so of too. getting a movie done faster. Well, I think, you know, we think about, again, this like weird brand, people being so into brands and stuff where it's like, I don't think people care. And that's what really bothers me. Like it happens with video games. Like a video game will get delayed and everybody will be like, oh, fuck that shit. And it's getting delayed so they don't torture their employees. Um, Right. But like there's this like lack of 
kind of humanity in fandom now where it's like they kind of know people don't give a shit. Like they're not going to give a shit if Spider-Verse tortured a bunch of animators. It's not like people aren't going to see it. Right. Um, yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. It's the, those, those are just yeah. dice they're willing to roll. Like, yeah. Also, I, uh, you haven't seen Spider-Verse, but the fact that the movie does seem fundamentally unfinished, like uh, the movie uh, ends before the third act, basically. Uh, and it was it was written as one film or was going to be originally one film and now two parter. I wonder if this had something to do with it. Like, uh, this is my conspiracy theory, which is that what if they just couldn't finish the movie in time? And they're <laughs> like, all right, we'll just call it part one. Uh, that's my new conspiracy theory that they, it was so hard on the animators that they just couldn't finish it. I know that's not how movies work, but uh, yeah, even though I haven't seen it, that's like the second or third time that I've heard the way it ends is like, it just doesn't really end. It's just like, it doesn't like stops it's, more stops in the middle. Yeah. It stops again at the, like the last, it, it's definitely not a two parter. And like, because like a two parter film has certain characteristics that makes it a two parter. One being that there's still like arcs within that movie, you know? Right. Um, this movie doesn't have that. It just cuts short. And uh, not in a satisfying way. It is mm. weird. It was it was a bad screenwriting decision. Um, it was, or again, a producing decision, or whoever made the decision. It is very clearly undone. And like this is what I mean, where it's like it feels like it. It if it, it, it feels like we get they get to lean on their brand in a way where they can do things like that that are fundamentally bad. That's like, yeah. if this was uh, a, just a script you got and you didn't know what Spider-Man was, you'd go, oh, do this again. Rewrite this and give it an ending. Because movies need endings. That's what they need. You're not, you're not, you shouldn't be allowed to just go, eh, and we'll finish it up in the next movie. Right. Um, so, and, and like, you shouldn't be allowed to treat employees like shit or demand these things. But like, because they have so much goodwill from fans... Uh, they can do these really like weird or toxic things. And that just kind of bothers me. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't necessarily associate that crowd, like the, the comic book movie crowd as one that would really care about writers being mistreated or animators being mistreated. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what the WGA strike. There's people like, Oh, you have AI write an episode of Mandalorian and it's because like and this isn't you know hashtag not all fans not everybody is like this but there is a toxic fandom that's just like do the thing I want you to do the thing do right. the meme have them say the line like that's a lot of like comic book like that new you know the spider verse the live action one was a lot of just like we're doing the meme and everybody claps and so like there's a reason why people look at AI and go like oh it's just as good and it's because they're just used to like things being very derivative lately yeah, and very yeah. much like oh, dangling keys. Here's the meme. Here's the character you like. We're doing the thing where it's like, don't you want like ideas to come from a human brain? And apparently <laughs> they don't need that as much. Um, yeah. And so like, it's, it's a bad sign if the thing you like can be done by an AI and you don't see the difference. That's bad. It's very um, bad. Yeah. 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 And that brings, Oh, no, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. That brings us to the Secret Invasion credit 
AI titles that everybody hated. Um, because, yeah, that's bad. A- animators really need to go on strike very, very soon. And I'm scared for them because if they don't go on strike uh, soon, then studios might just fucking replace them with AIs. Yeah. Are the Secret Invasion titles, title credits, are they animated? Um, yeah, they're like drawn. They look like AI titles. Like they look like a bunch of other art from other artists being stolen. But it's not like, it's not like an AI for like Samuel L. Jackson's like, it's not like a deep fake thing, right? No, it's like a semi-realistic. You can look it up like animation style. And they're saying they're like, oh, we wanted to do it because it fit with the plot or the story. And it's like, eh, hire animators to do it then yeah like uh you know tell them we want to make it look like an ai but have animators do it and make those decisions yeah because uh, it's kind of spitting in the face of animators yeah that i i don't like if it was just a thing where like well we wanted to have the actors in the like opening title sequence and they just weren't available so we put a fucking deep fake oh, version like of their CGI, face yeah. on someone else that I wouldn't give a shit about. But yeah, right. Once it gets into like creating art that people could be creating, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like how convenient that your creative decision was also saved you a bunch of money. You know, like now, uh, how many other shows are going to be like, oh, we thought it was a creative decision to do these titles this way. Yeah. Um, I also think it's kind of. So this is a hot take. I got a hot take, Adam. I'm ready. I'm ready, Okay. Dave. I think it's, again, the way AI, like the idea that if what you're watching can be easily done by a fucking predictive text, maybe maybe there's a creative bankruptcy there. You know, like if, you're, if your favorite show can be easily written that way, maybe, maybe that's not good. I also, I, my big hot take is I think that titles lately for TV shows have been generally boring um i Mm. think that they've all kind of leaned on uh game of thrones style or like daredevil where it's these cgi and i'm not saying there weren't artists doing these and i'm not saying they aren't well done i'm saying that they're all the fucking same lately like game the rings of power one uh even the last of us it's always it's these cgi kind of um you know you're picturing it right yeah um like these CGI sequences that are very much like customized to the show, but still all feel like the same where it's like, let's have a bunch of sand make patterns with this music, or we'll have the fungus make patterns or we'll like, again, it's customized. Daredevil was one of the first where it's like, Oh, it's trying to show the way he uses his echo location or whatever, but they've all kind of leaned on the same CGI titles at this point it feels like and it's yeah. like i don't know give me give me something new do yeah. something do like a twin peaks type thing where it's just one shot or like um stranger things which is pr- done practically that's a very that stands out as a title sequence um if i could suggest a good title sequence on tv right now the mgm plus television show from it's so good okay. dave i cannot okay. stop the title sequence is just kind of a overhead shot of the town where it all takes place. But the song is a cover of K Sarah Sarah by the Pixies. That sounds it's, fun. It's really good. That sounds real fun. See, that's fun the times. shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, and it's, 
again, nothing against the artists doing this because I'm sure they're being asked to do this specific thing, but that's part of the reason why the, you have to ask yourself, why is it so easy for AI to just shit out a secret invasion titles? This yeah. is why, because we've been doing them all the same lately too. That's yeah. a big part of it. Um, so I don't know. That's yeah, all. I mean, that's kind of the same thing with the Drake song that I don't know right. if you heard the AI oh, yeah, Drake song. AI? But it was really convincing. And it's like, yeah, Drake just kind of does the one thing. Right. It's just like maybe that's a sign that things have stagnated a little yeah. bit. When like when people are like, oh, yeah, I can easily make a Mandalorian episode. See, you, he shoots the people. He goes, pew, pew. It's like Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should demand something more from our, our writing if it's that easy. for Because, again, it's not artificial intelligence. It's predictive text. It's very good predictive text, GPT. And um, it, like, people should have seen it coming because, like, K-pop, was doing the same thing way before AI. Like, right. K-pop just kind of recreates black music from the 90s and the 2000s. Like, in a... Almost, like, to the point that it's, like, not really discernible as K-pop. Like, if you listen sure. to a Blackpink song, they have a song called Shut Down, that was recommended to me by Apple Music because it, it sounds exactly like an MIA song. And I was listening to MIA. Interesting. It's, it's like when it came on, I was like, oh, this is an MIA song I've never heard. And yeah, like it stands to reason that computers would be able to do right. the same thing. Computers are good at stuff like that. Yeah, that, that's the thing is like... People can, you know, every uh, artist play off of past artists forever, right? That's just always a thing. Tarantino apes a bunch of movies for better or for worse. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I find his, it like kind of lazy what he does sometimes. But like, you know, it's varying tastes. That's a thing. That's a, always a thing. Indiana Jones is based off of old serials. Everything is based off everything else. But AI, I think, like really, really starts like, because like, you know, Tarantino will imitate a movie and then add his own take on it. Um, whereas AI doesn't add its own take. So it's just the derivative yeah. stuff. Um, and so like, it, yeah, it that's, really, that's a great point. Yeah. And it really shows when like, they do like, Oh, it's the Wes Anderson version of this. And it's like, you're just boiling Wes Anderson down to a, a, a certain type of shot. You're not really like thinking about, you know, what what makes his films what they are and so on so it's just a fucking parrot it's just a xerox machine uh yeah then so like to have ai like these secret invasion titles who knows what artist it ripped off like right. does it does it even know what artist it ripped off what it pulled from the internet that you could have just had the artist do this style you know and there uh, is there is such a difference between just ripping something off and like obviously like paying homage to something but putting your own spin on it yeah we were talking about oasis on a podcast episode recently and i kind of feel that way about oasis like they very notoriously have been sued for plagiarism a bunch they have a lot of songs that sound like other songs 
But at the same time, I would argue no one sounds like Oasis. Even sure. though Oasis might have a song that sounds like a T-Rex song, T-Rex by no means sounds like Oasis. Like right. Oasis is a whole different thing. Like lots of bands rip people off. There's yeah, a I reason mean, MIA Oasis sampled was so huge. The Clash. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it's just a thing they do. And yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just when it's a computer and suddenly doing it for right. a corporate for like a, a producer like so they so they can cut corners it's like well there's no creative input in this whatsoever at this point that's a bummer yeah um, and like secret invasion very bad start for me like that turned me off of this show uh any well, i didn't have much interest in it for the record but like that Same. was just like ew gross you know real gross yeah uh Agreed. instant instant disinterest um all right. Well, we got some more producers to thank, and then we're going to wrap we? things up. Yeah, we do. Uh, starting with a big thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank you to Numino Ultramicroscopic Silico Volcanoconiosis Anti-Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Hmm. Hey, thank that's you. me. That is you. So <laughs> yeah, the big reveal, folks. That is you. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think that's officially been said. It so, hasn't? No. Yeah, I, I did that so. to Jeff too, just because that that's like the longest to word to hurt us. You wanted to hurt us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I want you to re regret this. You know. Mm -hmm. Thank you to pre-order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book. Zoe's too drunk for this dystopia. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you to Rosemary's baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you to Sorry Cop, world's most laughable centrist. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. Hey, the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you so much. Thank the you. producer formerly known as the ghost of Dave Thomas and Old Fashion. Thank you to you. The Tubi Terror Bunny demands you enter the ninja with Franco Nero. Thank, Thank you so you. much. These seven Bs. Thank Only you. these seven Bs. Thank yep. you. Not that eighth and ninth B. No. Tiger Drawers Pratt Thompson sings. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Was I supposed to sing that? No, thank yeah, you. But thank optional. you. Tip Drizzle. Thanks. Always. Tux. Tux. Thanks, Tux. Hey, Vincent. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you take a flying fuck at the moon? Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank your mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. And because Pie Guy liked being last. Was I supposed Thank to snore? You. I think that was right. You could snore. Thank it's you. alphabetical, you see. So Oh, disease. okay. I see. I mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. Adam. Yes. Adam, this is the point. Where if I was Tom, I would ask Dave to cut the shit. Dave, and cut the fucking shit. Are there oh. any movies that deserve more hype? Oh, there is. There's a movie that deserves more hype, Adam. I got it right here for you. Uh, this is called The Breach. This is coming out July 11th. Um, and boy, so, some weird shit with this one. Uh, this is... I guess I'll just start with the fact that it's produced by Slash. Yeah, once I saw that, I was like, I'm going to watch it. Yep. And also, Slash also does the score for it. 
It also features the guitarist for Rush. Uh, I, I assume because Slash called him and was like, you want to be in this movie? <laughs> um, it is about, it looks like it's about like, a, it's a crime scene where these police show up in the woods of Ontario and this body is all fucked up. Uh, and um, I guess in figuring out what's going on, they enter some sort of fucking Cronenbergian uh, Lovecraft hellscape. That's as much sense as I can make. The director is also the um, the founder of the horror magazine Room Morgue, which is a, mm. a, it's from Canada. Uh, it's based off a book by Nick Cut- Cutter. Um, it the reviews are basically saying like it's your very standard horror plot, but it is uh, amazingly shot, uh, very good, well directed. Uh, very well a- acted and just has some really fucking gnarly effects, practical gore effects because it's some Lovecraft shit, you know? Uh, yeah. They compared it to like movies like From Beyond, which, mm-hmm. Down yeah. with that. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, sign me up. This looks, this is extremely my type of shit, especially when a horror movie has like a celebrity name who doesn't do movies attached to it. Yeah. I feel like that more often than not works. Yeah. I love it when that happens. It, worst case scenario, you get that movie that Danzig made and it's like, well, this is fun <laughs> for a different reason. Who was um, the wrestler that was just in a horror movie? Was it, was it called the third floor or something like that? CM Punk. Is that yes. what I'm thinking of? Yes. Yeah. 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 The girl in the third floor. Yes. Yeah. I love, that movie uh, yeah. fucking ruled. <laughs> it's really yeah. good. I love it when there's just like random motherfucker, this like stunt casting, you know, it can be really fun because um, it's, you know, that's probably because that person is a huge, want a huge horror movie fan. And this is like them living a dream. Yeah. And so there's going to be a, a little bit more passion behind it than usual. And I like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's something. I don't know. That's it's. Yeah, it's a cool. Uh, I don't know. It's a cool aspect of it for sure, and it makes it just generally more surreal, right? Um, yeah. Wasn't there a horror movie with like Spielberg's daughter in it? Um, I forget what that was, but that seemed like hell to be the director of that movie because you know Spielberg's <laughs> watching your movie. Yeah, that's got to be real weird, but um. Yeah, I this uh I don't know, this just looks real solid. The trailer is like pretty damn slow at first and then it ramps the fuck up uh near the end and there's like an inside out person. Um uh, it also just looks like genuinely kind of creepy. Um it doesn't just look gnarly, you know. Yeah. Um so it uh for yeah, the record, it, the the horror movie with Steven Spielberg's daughter is Don't Feed the Children. Oh, I think there's another one, too. Oh, she's directing like, Don't Feed the Children. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Isn't it called... I think it's called Honeydew. Am I thinking uh, of the right movie? Yeah. I think I um, saw Honeydew. I I did not. Oh, it's Spielberg's uh, son, actually. Sorry, it's Sawyer Spielberg. Um, I just Googled Honeydew, thinking that was going to pull up the movie, as if no. that's not a whole cottage industry of melons before oh, that. yeah, yeah oh yeah. i want a melon god i love mm. melons not a honeydew though those are gross uh, honey don't 
Ugh. All right. You win. You win just because of that. Uh, so, yeah, fucking The Breach. The Breach. It's some real, like, Cronenberg, Lovecraftian, otherworldly shit. People are going to get all fucked up. And Slash does the music. So, you know, what's not to like? Uh, streaming July 11th. Check out the trailer. It's wherever trailers are. Yeah. I did my job. And it looks that great. is. It does look great. And that is it. That's the episode, Adam. That is the episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with me. Um, do you want to plug something again? You can. This is your time. Um, I'm writing again. AdamTodBrown.substack.com. Uh, I, I started that up and then had to have surgery on my face. So I took three months off. But you probably won't notice because my last article in February was about Belle Biv DeVoe. And then my first article back in June was about Belle Biv DeVoe. So it looks like I just like have been going this whole time. You just been going off. On... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. That's all, all right, Everybody got. check that out. I'm going to plug our Patreon real quick. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, exclusive podcasts on there. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Muller's a Maniac. Star Trek The Next Futurama. Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That's tonight. This is coming out. Lord knows what we're going to watch. It could be anything. Uh, and we have a merch store. If you go to uh, GamefullyUnemployed.com, you get a link to that. Uh, we got t-shirts and mugs. Uh, we're due for a new design. We'll figure that out at, at some point. Uh, so check all that out. And that is the episode. That uh, is it. Oh, can I plug one more thing? Yeah. We have a merch store. Uh, you don't show dot link slash store. And one of the things you can get there, a hard drive with every unpops network podcast episode ever. Holy it. shit. Like a what hundred a, some gigabytes worth. What a good idea. Of back catalog. And it's got the old Unpops logo with my dog in That's it. That's amazing. So uh, you don't show dot link slash store. There's, I think, like three or four of them left. We've sold a bunch. That's so good. I'm, I'm You know what? We're going to sell. I'm going to try to sell cassettes <laughs> of our shows. That's what I'll do. It'll we did be, that too during our Kickstarter. Did, Jeff. did you? Did cassettes. We put out our comedy album on cassette. How do you even make a cassette? I don't even know. We had a listener named Cole Mason help us. He was in a punk band. And oh, uh, yep. They did cassettes. Good for them. Shout out to Cole Mason. Shout out to Cole. And uh, so long, everybody. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at, at thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.